Well, if Josh Hoover is the guy moving forward, what does that look like for TCU football? We'll have more on that. How can they kind of scheme this up to make it work? Locked on Horn Frog starts right now. It's the Locked on Podcast Network. You are Locked on Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Locked On Horn Frogs, your team every day. I'm your host, Stephen Simcox. Uh, no official word yet from TCU about Chandler Morris's injury status. I imagine, we'll, I mean, we'll get an update from Sonny on Tuesday. He'll say something. I don't know if he'll decline to, to talk about it in detail. He didn't really say anything at the press conference on <clears throat> Saturday evening other than he didn't have an update on Chandler's health. Uh, knee injury, it appeared to be, uh, was the case on Saturday night, early in the third quarter when Chandler went down. Didn't look good. He was on crutches in the second half of that ball game, um, which typically is not a great sign. And so we'll see what happens. I, I did see yesterday. I'm going to make sure this is still up before I before I start talking about. But Ray Cartwright from uh, Frogs today, um, he had sources that told him it was an MCL injury to the same knee as last year. So sources TCU Chandler Moore, quarterback Chandler Moore sustained an MCL injury to the same knee that he injured last year. The extent of the injury is expected to be known later today, and they might know it at the at, by now. This was on Sunday that Ray said this, uh, but at this moment, <clears throat> nothing's really been leaked other than that report, nothing official from the team. And then Jeremy Clark had some reporting on 247 late last night, and I won't go into detail because it's uh, behind a paywall, and so I don't want to take his information and throw it up here, but it did not sound super promising uh, for Chandler to play anytime soon, and so we'll see what what happens and, and what update we get on Tuesday, but nothing official has been done. So I'm not going to speculate a whole lot. Um, I would just say, given the nature of the injury and kind of how they've handled it with him being on crutches and not moving around a whole lot, that's not a great sign for him at least playing against BYU and over the next few weeks. So there's a good chance that Josh Hoover is going to be your starting quarterback for the foreseeable future. And what does that look like? And first off, I'll just say, like, I feel really bad for Chandler. Um, I mean, you know, he worked hard to get to this place. Last season was an amazing season for the team. I know it was tough for him individually because he goes down with an injury in the season opener. And then Max took the opportunity and and did an outstanding job with it. I mean, he went above and beyond what anybody could expect. He was a Heisman finalist, which was incredible. And so I, I hate this for him. I hate this for Chandler because it's just another season uh where he at least had some sort of injury that could interrupt you know the rest of the year for him as far as josh hoover goes i think this is a great opportunity for him obviously i mean josh was a guy that you know comes into the season he's second on the roster um in the off season the coaching staff at least made an effort to go bring somebody in and i feel like honestly we'll see what happens over the next few weeks but one of the big failures of the offseason was not bringing in a backup QB that stuck around. I mean, they did eventually land Chance Nolan, but he moved on. It appears that he moved on from football a few days into fall camp. Um, they swung and missed on some other transfer quarterbacks like Walker Howard and Sawyer Robertson. 
And I, I think part of that was because Chandler expected to have this job. And I don't know behind closed doors what the coaching staff told those QBs, but I think if you're around the team and you were around, um, you know, the program, most people thought Chandler was going to be the starting QB and it didn't look like there was a clear path to playing time. And so that discouraged young QBs from, from being here. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's just the reality of it. Like, I don't know how much the coaching staff played into it, but the bottom line is the results were the results. They didn't get anybody except for Chance Nolan. And then that didn't end up working out. Um, and we'll see how large that looms once Hoover, you know, takes the ball and gets a chance to play. But going back to Josh, like this is a good opportunity for him because it seemed like he was the guy that could potentially get lost in the shuffle. Um, Haas Haney's coming into the campus, you know, this next fall or spring, whenever he enrolls at, from Alito, really good quarterback. And if you can hold on to him and get him signed, I think he's he's your guy of the future, you know, um, or at least it seems that way right now. Chandler Morris was the dude right now. And, and I don't know, like, long-term what Chandler's going to do. Uh, obviously, at this point, he he's not an NFL quarterback, and he has eligibility left. And so it, it'll be very fascinating to see what what ends up happening with his health, if he comes back this season, how much he plays, how well he plays, um, and if he doesn't end up playing much the rest of this year, what his decision is. But bottom line is, for, for however long Josh Hoover gets an opportunity, and again, we don't know how long that's going to be, um, it's a chance for him to show what he's got. And it's a chance for a guy that was was kind of lost in the shuffle, so to speak, to a certain extent, or I think it's a player a lot of fans weren't thinking too much about, he gets an opportunity now to show what he's got. Um, and this is an offense that he's familiar with. He played for Mike Spradlin at Rockwell Heath. And, I mean, Mike runs – it ran a – he's retired now. He was at Temple. He's at Rockwell Heath and other schools. But he runs a variation of this offense. Like, it's very up-tempo. You're spreading the ball out. And I didn't take a lot from what Josh showed in the game Saturday. I know some people were really excited. His final stat line, which, honestly, this is not the most important thing. He doesn't really – tell the full story, but Josh was 11 of 19 for 119 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, he also had, you know, a fumble on that first play where he came in. He was trying to hand it off to Monty Bailey, or I'm not sure if it was his own read or RPO, but at the mesh point, there was a blunder. He was able to jump on the ball, though. But once Hoover settled in, he made some good throws. I mean, I think you saw a guy that um, wasn't afraid to throw the ball downfield. And so one big frustration for me has been this is an offense through Kendall Brown's career that has been largely predicated on the vertical passing game. Um, and that's been absent this season. I mean, just ha- it's been non-existent. And so teams have slowly, as the year has gone on, they've cheated up and they, they don't respect, you know, that part of the TCU offense. And so if Hoover can bring some of that to the table, that'll be really cool. Um, you know, yeah, he threw a pick, he threw – uh, another ball that should have been picked off to Jared Wiley, but he also made some good throws. Uh, he hit Corey Ring coming out of the backfield on what would have been a touchdown, and Ring just couldn't hold on to it. And even if he caught it, it seemed like he was kind of losing his footing there. Um, you know, he made a nice play on a third down or a fourth down where he rolled out and he found Warren Thompson. Uh, he threw a couple, you know, dots here and there. And so that's promising. I think this is a guy with arm talent. You know, I feel like the the, the challenge for him is going to be uh, processing information quickly, getting, you know, making sure you make the right decision. Um, Chandler seemed really, and I, I don't know the reason for this, but the last few games that he was out there, he seemed just very conservative and almost 
you know, kind of paralyzed by the moment. What I mean by that is the decision-making was not quick. Uh, there were times where he just looked unsure of himself. Um, there were times where it looks like somebody was open or there was a lane to run and he had an opportunity to make something happen and he just couldn't do it. Uh, after that post game show on Saturday, there were multiple people that said they felt like I was making excuses for him and the Iowa state game and, and his poor play. That wasn't my intention at all. I don't really know where that comes from. I mean, I guess if you thought I was doing that by kind of explaining what was going on with those interceptions, um, that wasn't the point I was trying to make. I was really just frustrated with those INTs were, uh, and it's still on Chandler. Like he can't make these throws. The first interception, I don't know where he was throwing the football. It looked like J.P. Richardson maybe broke off his route before um, Chandler expected him to, but there was a linebacker sitting right there. Like even if even if Richardson continues to go across the middle, I have no idea why he made that throw. He threw it directly to an Iowa State defender. I'm not sure if he didn't see him. Like I'm not trying to make excuses. Like I don't understand what he was doing there. Uh, the throw to Dalen Wright, it was behind him. It was a bad throw. And apparently the offense thought it was a free play, but there was no flag on the field. Like these are the types of things in week six that you can't do. He didn't play well against Iowa State. He didn't play well against the second half against West Virginia. There were opportunities where it looked like he um, could have and should have run the ball, and he didn't. Uh, you know, on that first interception of the game, Dalen Wright was wide open on the other side. He ran a little stop route, and it was – he was eight or 10 yards down the field. He can make a throw there. Like he was missing throws. There was no vertical passing element to, to his game. He he wasn't running the ball well. And so I, I don't know what happened because I, I think he wasn't perfect in the first three games, but I felt like, or four games or however many it was before the wheels kind of fell off here. But I thought for the most part, he made, he made good decisions. My issue with this offense is, and I don't know what it's going to look like with Josh Hoover. Uh, we'll, we'll see in the coming weeks, it, you know, depending on how much he plays and what they do. Um, the entire offense has been bad for two weeks. I, I'm not going to put it on one person. I, I think Chandler didn't play well. I don't feel like Kendall Bryles has been doing a good job. The wide receivers are not getting separation. The offensive line has been an issue really all year, but I think it's been magnified lately. I did, however, like what they did. They kind of adjusted. They moved Coker. They moved Coleman back to uh, one of the tackle spots. They moved Coker back to the other tackle spot. They put Colton Deary on the field. I think that's a combination that's more workable. I don't know if this is going to be a, a good offensive line now, but I thought it was improved. But bottom line is, aside from Amani Bailey, nobody on this offense has played well lately. And – I don't have a great explanation for it because this was supposed to be, as the year went on, the strength of the team. I think in the offseason I said, like, you hope that the defense would kind of help this offense come come along and, and um, get better as the year went on, as they turned over a lot of personnel and had a new system that they're learning. But that hasn't been the case. The offense played well to start the year. I mean, Colorado's not – doesn't appear to be very good. I think they have some talent and Dion's building something there, but they almost lost to Arizona state. They got bludgeoned by Oregon. Uh, they came back valiantly against USC, but that was a bad loss. And one of the things that, that kills me about the situation now is you could have, and, and probably should have been five and one going in, you know, after the Iowa state game, like you got beat against Iowa state, but even then, like you outgained Iowa state from a yard standpoint, you just kept turning the ball over, but you lost two winnable games against Colorado and West Virginia. You get run off the field against Iowa state. Now your quarterback's hurt. And now you're sitting here at three and three and you're fighting for bowl eligibility. And you're trying to look at the schedule and, and scratch and claw to find wins. And that's frustrating. I mean, Sonny Dykes and his coaching staff have bungled the first half of this year. 
Like it looked like they were improving as Houston and SMU. And then that second half against West Virginia, it's like everything just took 10 steps back. And now you're suddenly 500 and you're about to hit the toughest part of your schedule with a backup quarterback. And it's just, I mean, it, it's a, it's not good. Like there's, you can turn this around, but the last, six quarters of football had been a disaster and you put yourself in a really tough situation now, but we're going to talk more coming back from the break about Josh Hoover. You know, what can he do? Uh, we'll talk about all that next. It's, it's locked on Horn Frogs. It's your team every day. All right. On to a more uh, positive topic, I guess. Athletic Brewing Company. We are proud that Athletic Brewing Company is a sponsor of the Locked On Network. Uh, they make non-alcoholic drinks, non-alcoholic brews that are just really good. They taste great. Um, they've changed the non-alcoholic beer game. Uh, they make non-alcoholic drinks that taste good, full flavor, well crafted. They're great tasting and award winning and they beat out full strength um, beverages in global competitions. They're fit for all times, whether you're watching a big game, uh, working out, um, tackling work. There's no hangovers ever. You can find Athletic in-store, online, and at bars across the country. Fastest growing non-alcoholic beverage company in the United States. So get on board. Um, Athletic Brewing Company, you you can go to their website, athleticbrewing.com. Again, that's athleticbrewing.com. Type in the promo code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first order, athleticbrewingcompany.com. Get 15% off the first order. Order from them today. We thank them for their sponsorship of the Lockdown Network. So, yeah, I mean, basically, I think this is a challenge for this coaching staff moving forward. Okay, you you have a guy in Josh Hoover, and Josh is not, like, I think it's going to be tough. It's it's always tough when you have a young quarterback coming in and, you know, he's trying to learn on the fly. But you have a chance now to simplify this offense. And I feel like it, it really – like success is going to start with Amani Bailey running the football. Like Amani was the one bright spot on that side of the ball against Iowa State. He had 152 yards. He's running hard. He's running tough. He's still making plays. And I feel like this offensive line is much better in run protection than pass protection. Now you still have to throw the football. You're going to have to – I mean, Josh Hoover is going to have to make plays if they're going to be successful and win games. Um, that's just the bottom line. But Amani running the ball and putting yourself in good situations on first and second down is going to help this offense. Um, and so I'm super excited to see, you know, what he can do and what they have cooked up. Like Sonny Dykes and Kendall Bryles, if you if if you guys are the offensive gurus that you've been throughout your career, find a way to make this work. This is the challenge now. You have a new quarterback out there. He's familiar with your system. Um, he's, he's shown some arm talent. Simplify this thing. Make it easy for everybody. And, I, I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to do about the tempo. I assume they're going to stick with it because this is kind of the point of the offense. This is what they do. They're going to go fast. Um, but I would. Lo- I, mean, I think you have to find a way to kind of shorten games here because it's, at this point it's not really about um, – I mean, you still want to instill your program. You still want to make sure that you're working on the principles that are going to work long term. But five and seven feels like the most likely record right now. I think six and six, depending on how long Chandler's out, would be um, a nice job of this coaching staff. You got to find wins. And BYU is one of those games that, I mean, they're favored by five points, which shocks me. 
I mean, I, I thought BYU would be favored, but Vegas typically really likes uh, you know home teams in college football if they show any sort of competency. And TCU has been a team at times that shows an ability to make plays. And like bottom line is, as I said earlier, you know, could have shoot a woulda, but they played well enough in two of those three losses to win. I don't think they played well enough against Iowa State to win. Maybe if they didn't turn the ball over so much. Um, but Josh Hoover is not going to be able to run the ball like Chandler did. But as I said earlier, Chandler wasn't really using his legs very much anyway. This is not a guy who is, you know, just an amazing athlete, though, who's going to pull the ball on his own read, maybe every once in a while, just keep the defense honest. Uh, and if he's moving around in the pocket, it's probably rolling out, trying to find somebody, you know, down the field. It's not I'm rolling out, I'm looking to, to find a way to, to run the ball and move the chains. Um, but again, like he showed some ability to throw the ball down the football field. Uh, I think once he settled in, you know, he, he seemed to process things quickly. And so to me, this is a, a big challenge. Like this is definitely a downgrade. Um, but there's an opportunity here for him to make it happen. And I guess I shouldn't say that because he has a chance to show that this is, you know, he should have been the guy like he has that chance now. Um, and hopefully the team will rally around him. I think I don't think this group has quit. Like I don't get that sense. I feel like they're confused and kind of shell shocked, and for whatever reason, they make a lot of silly mistakes. But I don't get the idea that they have just completely given up on the season. I feel like they are, you know, they're invested. They want to do well. They want to win. Um, I think a lot of the struggles on offense are just guys are pressing. Like they're just trying to make so many plays. Um, but TCU is going to have to find creative ways to get yardage, to get first downs, um, and to make it happen. And, you know, like Hoover's offer list coming out of high school was not a murderer's row, but he was a three-star talent. That Rockwell Heath team was really talented. I remember covering them um, when they played Temple a few years back in the playoffs. And, I mean, he was able to throw the ball. He was able to, to run this offense effectively. You know, they have guys like John Neighbors at receivers, now Baylor, uh, Zach Evans, a running back, not not the Zach Evans from PCU, but at Minnesota, Jay Fair, uh, who I believe is at Auburn or maybe Florida, but he was a, a D1 wide receiver as well. And so Josh has played with talent before. Like, he knows how to get the ball to playmakers. Um, the main thing I'm concerned about is teams are going to bring heat. They're going to bring pressure because they know this offensive line is leaky and they haven't done a great job of protecting the quarterback. And so you have to you're gonna have to deal with that, and then you're also just gonna have to deal with the um, with turnover issues. Like, and and I think this could help the offense. It seems like while while Chandler was really struggling to take risks, take chances, um, it feels like Josh Hoover is a guy that can you know rip the ball down the field. And I, I think he did have kind of a mentality, for lack of a better word, in that in that second half against Iowa State, like screw it. I mean. Like, what, what do I have to lose? What do I have to lose? Like, I'm going to make some throws. I'm going to try to make plays. Um, he had a good deep ball to save on. But this is going to be a huge challenge. And it's up to the coaching staff and the players to rally and make it happen. And I'd also like to see – I don't really know what what the full story is with guys like Cordell Russell. And, um, you know, we did see Cam Cook a little bit at the running back position. But you got young players, and this thing is – this season is not gone how you expected – I mean, you can't just fully change out the offense and the defense, but give these guys some more run. I mean, like give them the opportunity to at least go make some plays um, and make something happen 
Because at this point, what do you have to lose? I mean, you're sitting here, you're a 500 football team. Things have not gone as planned. Um, I, I think there is a reason to to not completely empty the bench, but man, at least like at least give these guys an opportunity to show that they can make big plays because uh, at some point this, you know, down the road, you're going to have to rely on them. And the bottom line is now with the transfer portal, if you have highly recruited guys and you don't play them all year, it's going to be tough to keep them around. And especially if you have a rough season, like we don't know how the season's going to end up, but if you can salvage a bowl game, I think that would be big for just the, um, the mantra of this team. And, you know, we'll see. Again, we still don't have official word on what what Chandler's status is, when he'll be back. Um, but it feels like you got to start building this offense around Josh Hoover, at least for the next few weeks. And I think that starts with running the football effectively, making easy, digestible reads for him to move the chains. And then when you get opportunities in the red zone, you're going to have to capitalize. When we come back, we'll talk next about how the defense can help this football team and uh, – just how they played better over the last few weeks, but need to go to another level. Um, if you know you have a backup quarterback in there, we'll discuss that next year in Lockdown Horn Pros. All right, let's talk about eBay Motors. Uh, finding the right parts for your vehicle can be really tough, and passion, drive, and patience that's what it takes. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. They have 122 million parts for your car. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for with the eBay Guaranteed Fit. If your part your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time, or they'll give you your money back because at eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to get the parts that you need and keep your car running smoothly. Uh, keep your car alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. Check out the eBay Guaranteed Fit and ebaymotors.com. Check them out today. We thank them for being a sponsor of the Lockdown Network. So I think the TCU defense has played well lately. I mean, um, I guess I would say they gave up 27 points, but again, they were constantly put in tough situations with turnovers, short fields, being on the field all the time. Uh, I think they did what they could to try to keep the team in the game. They held Iowa State to 10 points in the first half. Three of those points came after a, a blocked punt, which set Iowa State up immediately in field goal range. Um, things got a little off the rails from the second half. Did give up a long touchdown run that sort of sealed that ball game in some ways. But ultimately, I still think this defense is playing well. But they're going to have to – if if it doesn't end up being Josh even moving forward – they're going to have to step up in a bigger way because Joe Gillespie's MO is kind of, all right, we're going to we're gonna sit back. We're not going to be super aggressive. We're going to play a bend-but-don't-break style, try to hold teams to field goals, try to hold teams to you know longer drives or maybe they make a mistake. And that works if your offense is playing well and being effective. What we've seen the last two weeks is that's not the case. And so for this defense – um, I think these corners have been great. I think the defensive line has gotten better. Safeties have improved some. They're going to have to start forcing some turnovers. Like if TCU is going to find ways to win games and pull off upsets, I think you need more tackles for loss. You need more turnovers. doesn't have to be all the time. doesn't have to be every single drive. But you need to set this offense up in some situations where they can be successful. And 
give them opportunities to get hidden points. And so defense and special teams has to be a lot better. And special teams has been just horrible lately. And so hopefully, you know, Mark Tramadol and that staff can get this figured out. It's amazing to me that they returned a punter, a kicker, a holder, everybody, and it's just not working. And somebody said the other day, they're like, listen, if you if you have a team that's struggling, it it just kind of goes to every aspect of the football team. So when you're struggling, yeah, all of a sudden your special teams is bad too because it's just it's it's kind of like winning is contagious and it gets everybody excited and it gets everybody you know playing better. Um, losing can also be contagious and it's something that can kind of you know rot and permeate through the team and lead to bad plays and just bad situations. But if this team can find a way to get hidden points on special teams and defense, that would be so huge. Like you, you have to help out your young QB and take some of the pressure off and just allow him to manage the game, make some big throws when he needs to. And and so we'll see. Maybe the surprise factor will help this weekend's BYU if Josh Hoover ends up being the guy because Cougars just don't have a lot of tape on this, this young man. They don't know what to expect. Maybe they can come up with some different looks and some different formations that are advantageous for this offense. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll wait on the official word. We'll wait to hear official reports. But it appears like Josh Hoover is going to be the guy in the near future at least. And good opportunity for him to show what he's got um, and show whether or not, you know, he could be a player for this TCU team moving forward. Or, I mean, even like, you know, just get some tape and um, if he ends up being – somebody in the portal next year than getting some experience and getting an opportunity to, to show some of that skill set. But we're going to cover it one way or the other. It's Locked on Horn Frogs. It's your team, and we do it every day.